0: Screamer, and welcome to Scream Stream where every week I review the best and the worst of streaming horror with no spoilers. I'm your host, James Gass, and on this week's episode, I decided I was going to do something a little different. Uh, I know I was going to uh, review Happiness of the Katakuris, but I decided to change my mind and uh, review Fifty Shades of Grey. No, I'm totally kidding. Nope, I am still going to review... The Happiness of the Katakuris, and then later on I've got uh, some new news this week, and also a ton of new releases on Netflix, and I mean a bunch. So we'll cover all that stuff after the review. So The Happiness of the Katakuris was a 2001 film from Japan, and I'm not going to even attempt to read you the uh, original title, because I can't read that. But it has a 7.2 on IMDb currently, and for a brief plot synopsis, a family moves to the country to run a rustic mountain inn when, to their horror, the customers begin befalling sudden and unlikely fates. This was directed by Takashi Mike, was written by I. Kennedy and Kikumi Yamagishi, and it stars Kenji Sawada, Kiko Matsuzaka, Shinji Takeda and uh quite a few others who I have no idea who they are, never reckon I don't recognize them. Uh or anything like that. Even well it's kind of funny because I do watch a lot of uh, uh J horror. But yeah, I I don't recognize any of these people, but I will say this, their acting was awesome. Especially for this film and the kind of film it is, the acting was spectacular to say the least. Uh, as far as, the, as far as the look of the film, had a really cool overall look to it. I really enjoyed the way it looked, uh, the way the tones changed throughout the film, uh, and I should say properly changed. Now, I know a lot of times I will say I like how a, a film has a consistent tone or color tone or a consistent look. Uh, I enjoyed the way the look of this film changed when it needed to. And sort of went back to a standard look for the overall film. Uh, so it was interesting in that aspect. Now, as for the story, this was the most bizarre film I believe I have ever seen since since like Eraserhead from uh, David Lynch. This film was just freaking bizarre. I mean, it was odd... The characters were just kooky. The story was kind of kooky. And, of course, there was singing. A lot of singing. And the reason why I'm reviewing this film was because Robert Stover uh, listened to my review. Or where I put uh, uh, Stage Fright on one of my shit lists and I said I hate singing. Especially more horror movies. So, after watching this movie, I thought, you know what? I wonder if it would have been better if they... Taking out the singing, and then I thought, probably not, because the musicals or the music in the film, like it, it wouldn't, it, it wouldn't be the same thing. It it's really hard to explain. Like even the music sequences are just so bizarre in themselves that if you got rid of them, sure you'd have an oddball kind of movie. But it just wouldn't be as unique as it is now. And so the singing was like so out there, the musical numbers and and the visuals that went along with them were so like bizarre, so out there that I don't think I, – I think if, if you took out the musical numbers, it, it wouldn't be the same film. It probably wouldn't even be as good of a film. I actually really enjoyed this movie, and while I think it might be a little hard to call it a horror film because it wasn't very scary, there was only like one small musical number where we had zombies, I guess you could say it still classifies as like a thriller, but man, this thing was just odd, and it was, the gore wasn't a whole lot of gore, but it was pretty good gore. And so combining that with the kookiness and some of the serious scenes in there, it was just like a whole smorgasbord of like everything you could possibly want in a horror film. Aside from the singing. But it needed to be there. I'm kind of torn right there. Yeah, it was just this bizarre thing that had me really intrigued. Uh, Now, I did buy the DVD on Amazon because I i mean i couldn't find it anywhere streaming and i know i do review streaming horror but this is a rare case where it's a recommendation from uh from a listener so i went ahead and bought it and and i wanted to review it man this thing was just crazy uh i would i'd recommend it i I mean look it's it's 20 bucks uh so it's not going to cost you an arm and a leg there, there are a couple other other like, special features that go along with it, like um, some making of documentaries and stuff like that. So I think that might add to the overall value of the DVD. But yeah, I, I would say go ahead and get it, uh, especially if you're a fan of Takashi Miike because he makes some weird films anyway. But this one just took the cake. Uh, it was good, though. I really enjoyed it. Absolutely. Uh, so I think for my rating, yeah, I'm going to give this one a solid A+. Uh, It was just really entertaining and uh, really compelling, and, man, I I loved it. I thought it was great. So uh, kudos to you, Robert, for suggesting the film for me, and now I have another great film to add to my DVD collection. Widespread investigation of reports from funeral homes, morgues, and hospitals has concluded that the unburied dead are coming back to life at Seeking Human Victims. There isn't a whole lot uh, happening in the news this week, but there are a few things I wanted to uh, mention because they are fairly noteworthy. Uh, If you're a fan of American Horror Story, you should know that they are coming out with the next season called Hotel, starring Lady Gaga. Uh, Kathy Bates will be returning to the series uh, in this season and joining Lady Gaga. American Horror Story... You know, I kind of liked the first season. The second season I didn't really like, but the third season I thought was really, really good. So hopefully this – or actually I haven't seen the last one they just did, Freak Show. So I haven't seen American Horror Story Freak Show. Uh, So I'm going to have to wait until it comes out on Netflix or just pick it up somewhere on DVD. But from what I've read about Hotel, it does seem kind of interesting. So I might actually enjoy that. Uh, In other news, if you remember way back in the day, there's a series of books called Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. And this was like one of my favorite series when I was a kid. I I think a couple of years ago I picked up like the 20th or 25th anniversary box set or something. It was like three books, all three books in there. One of my favorite book series when I was a kid, Uh, Chicago filmmaker Cody Merrick is producing a nonfiction documentary about the books. uh, And it'll explore sort of like the history of the goth of, of Gothic children's folklore, the series origins, um, publication, history, illustrations, um, censorship of the books, because it it is one of the most controversial and banned series uh, in recent history. And although the film's, Early interviews have already been completed. Uh, Merrick is currently raising money through Indiegogo until April the 27th to finish the project, which is, which is expected to wrap up production by uh, the winner of this year. Now, all this information did come off of Dread Central. and I'll put the link in the show notes where you can find it, and that is screenpod.weebly.com slash episodes slash 38 Uh, So I am really excited to see that documentary. I love the books when I was a kid. So uh, we'll see how this goes. And finally, we do have another death this week. Uh, Tom Towles passed away uh, this past week. And he played the sheriff in House of a Thousand Corpses and The Devil's Rejects, which oddly enough, I mentioned last week when talking about 31 because I didn't really like the film. This wasn't my thing. But anyway, uh, Tom Towles passed away, so rest in peace, Tom. Uh, Maybe you're listening from the other side. And lastly, for this week's episode, I want to give you all the new horror releases on Netflix. First up is Underworld, which I just recently saw. Uh, My fiancé and I had to rent it off of Amazon Prime because Netflix didn't have it. This was like two weeks ago, and now Netflix has it. Go figure. That's my luck. Uh, The original Dead Zone with Christopher Walken. Awesome film. Uh, The Devil's Rejects (laughs) just hit Netflix. Uh, Frankenstein, and this is a 2004 version, and I think it sort of takes place in the modern world. Uh, I know it has um, uh, Posey Parker in it. I'm not really a Posey Parker fan. If you are, you might like this this, uh, particular film. Uh, Mommy Dearest. Now, yes, I know technically it's not really a horror film, but it kind of scared the crap out of me when I was a kid because uh, who wants a mother like that? The Quiet Ones, which was a British horror film that came out last year or 2013. I think it came out early 2014. It was a, it's a British horror film. I've seen it really slow burn. I thought it was interesting. Uh, it might not be for everybody. My roommate at the time hated it, just thought it was terrible. Uh, But I mean, I kind of like a slow burn, especially if it can still keep me interesting or (laughs) keep me interested uh, while sort of dragging on, if you will. Uh, Starry Eyes, I've been wanting to see this. I've seen it hyped up on all the uh, horror websites. Want to see that? It's in my queue. Uh, Godzilla from 1998, you know, that horrible film with, uh, oh, what's his face from, from Ferris Bueller. I can't even think of the guy's name now. Matthew Broderick. Matthew Broderick. Uh, Leprechaun 1 through 6. As if we really needed these films to be on Netflix. Now, I know I I liked the first one. I thought it was great. Uh, The rest of them, not so much. I probably wouldn't recommend them. Sleepaway Camp 2 and 3? Where's 1? Why is 1 not on Netflix? I've seen Sleepaway Camp 2 and 3, but I haven't seen the first one. Why did they not put that on there? What's the deal? All, and you know, it's the same thing with Nightmare on Elm Street 2. They have Nightmare on Elm Street 2 and 3, I think, and a couple others, but they don't have part 1. What, what, what is the deal with that? It drives me insane. Uh, next up is Devil's Backbone, Texas. Yes, that's the name of the film. I have no idea what it's about, but I did put it in my queue, so maybe it'll be okay. Next is The Houses October Built. You know, I, I thought this was going to be a really cool movie because I saw the cover and I read the premise and then I realized it's found footage and I put it in my queue. I started to play it. I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to even bother to watch this because I did make the statement that I'm not going to review any more found footage films on the show. So I threw it out of my queue. And it looked kind of stupid anyway, so I didn't even wouldn't even to bother with that. Uh, next is Wolf Cop. This is about a cop who is a werewolf. Yes, it sounds goofy, but I want to see it. Yeah, I really do. Uh, I've seen it hyped up, and uh, especially by uh, Dread Central, they've they've hyped it up really, really big. So I am going to watch it and, and see what it's all about. And then lastly is Deep Blue Sea. And you might remember this one. This was the shark film with Samuel L. Jackson in it. I thought it was pretty cool. I enjoyed it. I might watch it again and review it on the show. Who knows? Uh, I Yeah, I think I might do that. So there you go. There is your new releases, new horror releases on Netflix. Now, I don't have a shit list this week because I just haven't had any time to watch uh, a bunch of movies or even go through my queue for that matter. Uh, it, it's been crazy busy. Uh, this weekend, I'm going to Tampa, so... Hopefully by the time I get back, I've had a good time and I enjoyed it because this will be released after I come back. So to future James, hopefully you had a good time. And, uh, that's about it for this week's episode. I didn't get any feedback this week with the exception of, uh, Robert Stover, who's a little nervous about the review. So Robert, hopefully you're satisfied. I do want to remind you that scream stream is listener supported? And the way you can support the show is by going to patreon.com forward slash scream Sign up for a monthly donation of any amount, but if you give at least a dollar or more, you'll get access to the Patreon only feed, and you sort of have a, like a direct portal to me, sort of, kind of, through the internet, because that's the way things work. Uh, if you don't want to sign up for like a monthly donation, you can do a one-time donation through uh, square cash. And that is cash.me forward slash dollar sign screen pod. And for the next two month two months, I'm trying to raise at least $50 to upgrade the website and uh, get uh, a real domain name going. Uh, I have one. I just need to upgrade the website. And if they let me do it like monthly payments, it would be fine, but they don't. They make you pay for a full year up front, and I just don't have the cash. So that's why I'm trying to do this donation drive. So if you could help me out uh, either of those ways, Patreon would be really cool because, well, you, you'll get extra content and stuff. So please consider uh, supporting the show, and you can find uh, those links if you don't want to go directly to Patreon. You can find that at screenpod.weebly.com support. So that's it for this episode. I hope you're enjoying the show. I hope you're liking this sort of new format quote unquote uh, added extra content. I'm still you know building upon it uh, and trying to make that show longer for you for you because uh, I know um, that's what you wanted. You want a longer show so I'm working on it and trying to bring you quality content. So hopefully you're enjoying the show. And if you are you can send me an email at screamstreamcast at gmail.com. Or you can go to slash contact and just uh, fill out the little form there, and I will get your email. So send me some feedback; that would be awesome. And until next—oh, by the way, next week I do this every week, Donna. Uh, next week I think I'm going to be reviewing Starry Eyes because it does have a decent rating, or at least on Netflix it does. And I'm excited to see it. So next week, I'm going to be reviewing Starry Eyes. If you want to go ahead and watch it and get yourself ready for next week's episode, go ahead and do that. Until next week, I'm James Gass saying, if it was real, the cameraman would be dead too. Good night.